Uh, welcoming back uh, Ryan Pugh as an offensive coordinator and, and uh, Chip Lindsay and, and Troy. So I, th I think they uh, had a great game last week and last weekend and, and scored a lot of points and impressive on film. Uh, looking forward to the matchup. Uh, feel feel as if uh, that's a good. It'd be a good matchup for us in, in all three phases, and uh, looking forward to the test. So excited about getting back on the field and, and being being with the whole team again, and and uh, you know all of us being able to practice. Looking forward to today's practice. So I'll take any questions you guys may have. All right, let's go, John Coon, and then Jared Lloyd. Coach, shifting like game prep from uh, one opponent to another because of a postponement. What what kind of challenges did that present for the coaching staff, just kind of shifting gears like that? Um, I think uh, looking at the entire – everything's been a transition looking at our, our entire schedule. So I don't think it, it really mattered that much that we had to shift it away from you know, from an option type team for defense to, to now a little bit more of a spread, fast tempo type of team. So uh, we've, we've kind of seen it all. The, the biggest concern was actually going ver against the, the triple option type team from the from the beginning. But, uh, you know, we feel like this is a good transition for us. We'll be able to uh, been training for it. Our, this will kind of fit in what we're, we've been we've been against uh, the match line. Kalani. Okay, go ahead, Jared, and then Jake Edmonds. Okay. Kalani, can you give us a health update on the team and also if you've done anything different because of the positive things and, and, and what that's been like as you've, as you've had to adapt over the, the last week? Uh, well, I mean, as, as far as we know, you know, we still have some more tests to go this week, but we should – everyone's still in play right now as we go towards the game. Uh, obviously, we had – uh, some education purposes and understanding the, the, the virus a little bit more. And it's really not too difficult to understand except for the part with contact tracing. You know, we, we have, uh, we have to be mindful of, of, of the situation. Um, you know, what's difficult is when guys test positive, their whole apartment has to shut down in quarantine. And um, aside from us trying to keep our masks on, even at home, you know, as, as, as apartments, I don't know if that if uh, anything could have been done differently than than moving these guys to studio apartments at the beginning of the year. And so um, uh, I think understanding the contact tracing a little bit more and, and being able to adjust to that is going to be the key for us. And uh, we've done that. We've we've made some adjustments. Um, we have guys that are married that you know the, the apartments that that do live together. We we have to be mindful of that and be smart in how we approach the season and approach each game in each week. And so going to this week, we'll we'll have to make adjustments if we don't have everyone available. And that's just part of the season this year. Hey coach, I'm not sure uh, how much college football you've watched outside of teams that you're going to be playing, but um, which is what's your impression on the Sunbelt conference as a whole? Obviously they've had some, what people are considering upsets, but maybe they're actually, you know, better. really well coached teams and, and uh, prepared and ready to go. And, and I think uh, looking at all the, uh, you know, I, I watch all kinds of football since we started playing high school, high school level to, to as much football as you can get out there from college to the pros. And so it's a lot of learning lessons out there for coaches and players to watch and things that in, in, can increase your football IQ. So we encourage our players to watch as much football as possible. But um, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, the, I've been really impressed with them. And uh, that doesn't 
you know, not just Sunbelt Conference, but looking at all the football, the well-coached teams that are out there that are, well, that are really prepared. And, uh, you know, I, I have a, a huge admiration for coaches and what they do with their teams. The, uh, the bounce back that Navy was able to do and that comeback that the victory that they were able to have with Ken leading the, leading the way, I think it's a, some really impressive things out there. And, and it just goes to show the, the type of coaching that's out there, specifically in the Sunbelt Conference and, and other conferences. So it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, we have to make sure that we do our part as coaches and make sure that we're ready for this game against Troy. Okay, let's go Jay and then Mitch. Hey, Kalani, just wondering if you're able to hold full team practices today or this week, or are you still in the kind of the small group uh, that you you did last week? Oh, the cohorts last week, is, it was a last week thing. To, starting today, we'll be uh, able to practice uh, as a complete team. So we'll still, uh, you know, use our masks and our shields on our face mask and still practice social distancing on the field, um, but we'll be able to practice uh, as, as a team, as a unit. When you say everybody's still in play to play Saturday, does that mean everybody will practice today, or does that mean you'll get guys back before Saturday but not quite yet today? Uh, a little bit of both, I, th I guess. I mean, we're not going to have – you know, we've had some guys that were banged up even from the um, Navy game that are still – we still have to evaluate and see if they can return today in practice. And then we have uh, some that, that, you know, we'll have to clear and, and, and with testing and everything and, uh, you know, and away we go. But, I, I mean, I, I, I can't answer that question fully right now because there's about four different answers in there. Kalani, what uh, has your sports medicine department maybe told you about the potential impact that this state, the, the rise of cases in the state of Utah could maybe have on this Saturday's game? Um, not much. I mean, we've been talking about uh, just understanding the understanding contact tracing more than anything, you know, and, and how to keep our guys safe. But, uh, there's there's going to be some accountability from our players being able to, uh, you know, gauge their own lives and be smart in how they approach their everyday living. And so that's that's been the key from our sports medicine department, educating our, our coaches and, and staff and players. We're all in the same boat here. And so, you know, just uh, this thing, so so it's it's so unpredictable that you, you can do everything right and still still contract the virus. And so. Uh, what, right now, what we're dealing with, we just have to be able to be ready to get the best guys on the field that we're deal, dealing with and, and, you know, adjust if we need to make any transitions along the way. And I was really impressed with the team and the way that they took the uh, change of plans from last week and postponing that game against Army to, to the transition that they're making now. And I, I see a lot of improvement in the way that they're doing things. But uh, these guys have always been, um, you know, going with the, with the flow of things. And right now, the flow of things is all leading on our sports medicine department in our administration, whatever they, they ask of us, we do. And it's never been an issue for us. Now uh, we can't control what everybody else does, but we can control what we do and, and, and play our part in trying to make this right, get all the guys on the field. And I just wanted to follow up too, Kalani. We, we saw at Florida State, uh, their head coach, Mike Norvell, contracted the virus. I'm just kind of curious, and it's kind of a hypothetical, so I know you're probably doing everything you can to stay safe. But if you were to say, contract the virus. Do you have like a contingency plan as to who would be the head coach if a situation like that did arise? Of course, yep. And that, that kind of goes down the, the – it trickles down from there. So, you know, we have an assistant head coach that would take over if, if needed. And, um, you know, our coordinators will run the show still. And so that's kind of if – you, if you look down, down the line of, of the steps in order of our guys, 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to deal with it if that happens. So we're, we're prepared for it. I think you have to now and you have to be prepared for guys that, that may possibly contract the virus. So you have to look at your depth. I mean, we talked about our depth this year being such a huge uh, strength for us. Didn't really think that you'd have to test it with, with the COVID, but um, that's part of the injuries now. It's part of game time, whether you're ready to play or not. And that, you have to factor that in. So when you're looking at the number of players that we have to play in different positions, you have to, in the back of your mind, have a, a plan just in case someone is out. And coaches included. Okay, let's go Dana and then Norma. Hey, Coach. Um, it will have been, I think, what, th almost three weeks uh, since the Navy game. Uh, how do you carry over all the positive things you did from that game? Or is there a sense of kind of like starting over because there, it was so long in between games? Is this almost like a whole second training camp leading up to the first game of the season, so to speak? Yeah, I think I think for um, for a, the young guys, it might be a little bit starting over for the the veterans, they're, they're, they're kind of used to being on the field. And I think more than anything, they want to get, they want to play every week. The, the guys on our team want to play every week, but I lean heavily on the leadership of this team and the experience that we have at so many different positions. And, and uh, those guys are leading their position groups and leading this team. So I, I feel like uh, we, we're in a good spot. I mean, obviously we'd love to keep playing every week, you know, and that's, that's the plan from here on out. But uh, we just had a little hiccup last week and, and uh, the guys are, I think they're chomping at the bit. They're ready to get back on the field. And it being, you know, the, the home opener here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, the guys are really excited to play in front of the fans. Uh, sort of piggybacking off of that, you're mentioning it's a home opener. When you guys were fighting to have a season, um, that was sort of the mentality you guys wanted to play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What does it mean to now finally uh, not only play at home, but to be the first game played in the West? Yeah, looking really forward to it. I, I think the, uh, the it's just familiar to be on that field. We've we've had a number of scrimmages on that field now, and uh, we talked about our guys being at home. There's just it brings a, a little bit of sense of, um, of comfort being at home a little bit, you know. And 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 uh, I think the guys will will be able to understand that not, they know what our locker room looks like. They know how to prepare before a game, two hours before when we get there, go through the whole uh, the whole you know process of pre-game to post-game and all that and during halftime. So I, I think the now that it's familiar, I think the guys are really excited about it. And, you know, however many fans we can get in there, we'll, we'll, they'll be cheering for us. So it'll be a, a heavy, um, you know, blue blue fan, fan base there. Okay, let's go Shep and then Jared Lloyd. Kalani, um, obviously you had mentioned a lot about the contact tracing, and it really does seem like besides BYU, a lot of these schools that have had games either postponed or canceled, it's been due to the contact tracing. I know earlier on um, Coordinator's Corner, Ed had mentioned that because of the, of the, the contact tracing, In the middle of the semester and so as we go continue to go through this um you know there's the, it's a learning process for all of us I'm, I'm pretty sure 
whether it's CDC or, or, or I, don't, I don't know who's, who's controlling all of it, um, but the, the, even the definitions of contact tracing, it, it could be it could be left up to, to, you know, to interpretation by a lot of different places. And so who holds us to what protocols? I don't know. But I just know whatever they tell us is what we deal with, you know, and, and, and um, it's just it's just difficult to deal with this um, in the middle of it when guys have, um, you know, leases and rent obligations and things like that. And then we throw them a curveball. It's just difficult for a student who's planning to pay for, you know, for uh, tuition and, and housing or more important pay for housing the entire semester. Now they realize that the housing might cause them to be out of, out of a, out of a game because of contact tracing. Now guys that go into quarantine because of contact tracing are still testing. And so whether they test negative or positive, they still have to be in quarantine regardless of those test results as a result of contact tracing. And so the more we can understand about contact tracing, the more we can keep our guys isolated we there's a lot of things that we're still understanding they're learning along the way um you know players having their own hotel rooms now and, and on the on the in hotels we're getting ready to play games things like that that we have to make adjustments to and um you know as as this thing starts to transition start going through the season uh i'm just asking for the, for the the feedback and the the interpretation of everything then i'm going to make sure that we do everything we can but the players have been able to respond to it. Coaches have done well with everything that's been asked of us, and we're doing everything we can to make sure that this is done right. It's hard for, for me to forecast how contact tracing is going to be determined in two weeks or next week. Kalani, I wanted to ask about – we've talked a lot about the football side and the medicine side, but these are student athletes. A lot of the guys we've talked to have said they're doing most of their – classwork online what's the what's the classwork been like for your guys as they've tried to to, to deal with the academic side because there's a concern about in-person classes and where that might impact that might have or the value of online so I just wondered what what you've seen from these student athletes as they've dealt with the academic side as well I've seen some really good teachers in the school and and I've been really impressed with the way that they've been able to handle the uh, the the uh, virus the pandemic and be able to adjust their schedules, you know, and, and, and I see a lot of teachers that are reaching out and doing different things that are a little bit creative and innovative in the ways to teach their students. And then, um, you know, our, our, I mean, this is new for everyone. So our, I'm being really pleased with the way our players are handling it. Now uh, we'll see when the grades come out and everything, but I thought they handled it well in the winter semester when we had that change up in March. And um, I'm, I'm hoping they can do the same thing. But when you have teachers that are willing to work with your students and, and are, um, understanding the situation that they're in, I think that, that uh, you know, we should be okay, right? And, and, and the key is for our guys to learn and, and um, learn as much as they can and, and pass their classes, you know. That's, that's, a, that's a living situation, social distancing, all that stuff is all, all wrapped into one now, and that, that, that includes faculty and staff as well. So I, I appreciate all the, the, the hard work that, that this administration and, and the people on campus have been doing to accommodate our players and, and, and our student athletes. All right, let's go Jake Hatch and then Sean Walker. Kalani, I wanted to ask you about your relationship with Ryan Pugh. Obviously, he spent some time here in Provo, but now what's your relationship been with him since he left Provo and headed to Troy? Oh, I checked with him once in a while. I mean, I, I think we followed him pretty closely last year to see how, how well he was doing with, with – uh, you know, running the show. I mean, he's offense coordinator, so it's a, it's a huge step for him. But 
we have a great relationship. He has a connection with a lot of guys on the staff and so, and a lot of players too. But if, if you've met him, you can understand why he's, he's, a, he's a, he's a, a person that you just can't like forget about, you know, he, he leaves an impact in your life and whether it's a, as a coach that works for you or, or, you know, a teammate, I, I see the, the way that he has his interaction with a lot of different people. When, uh, when he, uh, since his playing days at Auburn, he's, he's that type of guy. I think he's going to have a great, a lot of success as offense coordinator. And uh, I think he'll make a great head coach one day, but he's, he's a special young man and, and really happy for him. And, you know, just trying to make things rough for him this weekend. But after that, we'll always cheer for him. Building off that a little bit, coach, what have you, you, you mentioned you've been following Ryan, obviously at Troy and, and kind of keeping tabs on him as an OC. Does he seem like a bit of a different coach just in that kind of progression that he's taken, obviously going from O-line to OC and, and that kind of thing. Can you kind of see little things that he's doing differently or, or presenting himself differently just from following him like that? Oh, he's always carried himself really well professionally. And then I think you could tell, I mean, he, he's a he's a coach's son, so he's been around football a long time. It's not just in college, you know. He but he's he's been able to adapt to the game easy. I mean, he came to BYU and not being an LDS member and and uh, made an easy transition. It wasn't it wasn't hard for him and his wife. They 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 came here and 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 kind of just grasped onto our culture here and 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 they were able to thrive in it. So I, I think his uh, leadership qualities is the key. But I, I think he's always going to be the same guy. He's a happy positive person and uh, he demands a lot from his players I, i'm expecting him to, to to bring his team re ready to roll because they're going to bring their a game they they had a great uh, game this last weekend i mean they about 500 yards of offense and balanced to basically 260 passing 240 running so uh you know they, they can attack you in a lot of different ways and uh you know he works for a great head coach and i think chip Lindsay's a, a great offensive mind that that a lot of people don't don't really understand how how well he knows the game so this is going to be difficult for us as a team, but we got to be ready, be ready to take them on. And they play great team football, you know, and that's why they're able to win that game by score 47 to 14. And it wasn't even that close. Okay. Last two questions, Mitch, and then Jake Edmonds. Yeah. Kalani with, with how much time has passed since that Navy game, do you still feel like this program for, for your team still has that momentum that you guys had maybe built from that performance in Annapolis? Do you feel like it's still there? Yeah, I mean, guys got to play, you know, there's still a deep level of appreciation for this game coming this weekend. So uh, I think there's a lot of excitement still. The, the momentum is is the guys just willing to, to get out there and want to get – I mean, these guys are excited to practice today, you know. And so uh, I, I've seen it, the, the gratitude in these these young men, the way they carry themselves every day. And uh, I, I don't see it changing at all throughout the whole year. I mean, these guys are consistent. They they, they appreciate everything. They, they, they don't take things for granted. And that's part of being on this football team. They love it, including practice. So, uh, Coach, you mentioned um, they play a lot. They play team offense. And obviously, we saw last game, they, they really like to spread the ball around. What are the challenges that come with trying to prepare for an offense like that, where there's not just a go-to guy? Well, they have big targets at receiver that can, th that can catch the ball, you know, and they have uh, – some really speed, a lot of great speed at the slot receiver. They have a uh, physical line and, and, and tight end. And they have a, a, a group of backs that can run the ball. And they, they did. They, they had a bunch of guys running the ball uh, for a high average. So 
you combine all that with a quarterback that that seems really comfortable throwing the ball, and they, you got so yourself so, uh, you know something to, to deal with. And so uh, that, including with the t- the fast tempo that they run, can really stress the defense. So we'll have to be ready. We'll have to have all our things lined up so we can play assignment sound football and rely on the fundamentals of the game to help us become a strength for our stopping them. But uh, they're a type of team that can do a lot of different things. And uh, we're going to have to play some team football as well to, to combat what they have. And they do a great job, well-coached, really physical team. And that's in all three phases. They're, they're assignment sound. And, uh, you know, they're very disciplined. So we're going to have to be ready for that. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right, guys. Stay safe. Thank you.